Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Listen again to the words of the prophet of old Isaiah. Arise and shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And the nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your eyes. God come. And he comes like light. God comes like light in that he comes to attract. He comes to guide. And he comes to dispel the darkness. Attracted unto the light came wise men from the east. Inspired by the light of God, they were attracted to him. And they had come to worship him. And they brought this. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now we we don't really know that much about these men. In fact, we're not even entirely sure that they were all men. Didn't happen. They did bring three gifts, but we don't know how many there were. But three really worked well in school play. So that's pretty much where they came from. The biblical term for them is Magi, which is just the plural Magi, which is from which we get the English word magic and magician. We don't really know what their profession was other than they had this monitor. Some have proposed that they were astrologers, that they had witnessed, as we did this last week, the conjoining of Jupiter and Saturn. Jupiter being the king of the planets and Saturn somehow being the religious planet, and I well sure how. But when you see these two conjoining, then they, they saw and they, they just followed. Southerners like to think that they are Zoroastrians or Zoroastrians from Persia. I don't know if that is they are, why they would be there. I do like the idea that they are Semitics. Remember, Jews are from the, the tribe of, of the Semites. They are Semitic by nature. Abraham came from the east. Daniel raised his children in the east. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego raised their children in Babylon in the east. Daniel left children and offspring there as well. They, these could have been the devoted and followers and offspring of Queen Esther. 100,000 Jews could have stayed in Babylon after the Babylonian captivity and not returned to Jerusalem. Could have been any number of descendants of these. There could have been a remnant of the nation of Israel, a remnant of the holy priesthood working in some obscure village in the east from the northern ten tribes of Israel who had been deported and never seen or heard from again. We don't really know that. And the thing of it is, is their identity doesn't really matter because the story is not even about them. They just happen to be in it. And they're bit players, that is true. I mean, the, the star of the star, the star of the story is Jesus. He is the bright star. 
in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Glory in the highest. Glory. Glory is interesting. We don't tend to talk about glory all that often because, first of all, it's not very appropriate or very interesting. But it's super appropriate on the day like Glory is used mostly in the New Testament and in the Old Testament to describe the visible evidence, the tangible evidence of God. They would describe that as the Lord. During the wilderness wanderings, the Israelites, when they sensed the presence of God, would call that glory. When they sensed God in their midst, they called it glory. The glory of God, the presence of God, the glory of God, the presence of God was in the fire on the top of the Mount Zion. The glory of God, the presence of God was there in a pillar of cloud by day. It was there as a pillar of fire by night. That was the visible evidence. It was a visible tangibleness of God being with them. And when Israel, led by God's grace, led by God's glory, led by God's very presence in their midst, when that glory, when that presence settled upon the tent of meeting, they knew it was worship time. It was glory time. The tabernacling of the presence of God was with them, Emmanuel. And that glory could be seen, felt, understood. It was real. The glory of the Lord shone all around. The importance of the visit of these three men is not who they were. The importance of the visit of these, these men and maybe women is not what they were. They were nobodies. They were. They were nobodies. They're nobodies in the story. They were not invited to be there. They were not expected to be there. They were not needed to be there. As far as I've been able to tell, they weren't even foretold. This is not even one of those stories that they remembered to record because it is some sort of a fulfillment of some sort of a prophecy. They're not even foretold. They're not invited, not needed, not expected, not foretold. There's no reason for them to be there at all other than the fact that God is providing for the whole family because they don't realize that they're going to Egypt at the moment. But other than that, there's no need. But they were received. I think this is an excruciatingly important part of the story that we sometimes forget. They were received. They were accepted. They were accepted into the divine presence of God. They were brought into the very presence of God, right into the very glory, the very heart of God's salvation plan. These people just walked in. And God was pleased. The word 
Lord became blessed to welcome us, full of grace and truth, we have been told his glory. The glory of the firstborn son of God. These wise men were welcomed into the glory of God, welcomed into the very tangible presence of God. These wise men were welcomed into that space. Jesus, the light of men, attracted them. The light of God had guided them. The light of God had dispelled the darkness around them and replaced it with his very own glory. Arise and shine, for your light has come. Matthew 5, you are a light of the world. The city built on a hill cannot be hidden. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket. But they put it on a lampstand, and it gives light to all of the house. In that same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works, and they may give glory to your Father in heaven. Give glory. That visible, tangible evidence of the greatness of God. Manifest in your acts of good works and charity and love and devotion. The very evidence of God's presence in the life of God and the Tangible presence of God. Let your light shine. And they will see the glory of God. As you listen, as you live by the Holy Spirit that dwells within you, as you as you become a manifestation of the presence of God, the glory that the Lord God has revealed unto you, that you too now attract and lead and dispel darkness from wherever you go. Arise and shine, for your light has come. You have become wise. Men. 